0: Hey, so listening to the blame storm over MIQ last week, I thought the entire universe had tipped over on its edge and swapped round, and North had become South, and South had become North. There was our poverty defeating socialist prime minister punching down on a minimum wage frontline worker and saying it was all his fault and bemoaning his lack of ac- accountability and accusing him of lying. The big bully. Meanwhile, who was defending this fella? A whole heap of neoliberal conservative right wingers busy defending the honour of a man because he's. Amongst our most vulnerable and being attacked by our most powerful. And I thought, what's happened here? Are uh, the lefties now the advocates for personal responsibility now? Because that was what the Prime Minister was running. And are uh, the right wingers attacking the Prime Minister now the advocates for ultimate governmental supremacy and all and accountability? Everything is their fault. Uh, it did seem as though many were exonerating the worker and First Security for not keeping to the rules. So, look, I was sitting there listening to it all going, well, they're both all as bad as each other. The man did mislead his employer, uh, who then misled the government. He told fibs, in my opinion, presumably because he doesn't like a bottle brush up the nose, and some would call that lying. Uh, meanwhile, the government really should have known, as, as Chris Bishop pointed out, that somebody was going to do something like this, and you should have ways of picking it up earlier. It appears nearly 500 others also lack personal responsibility. <sighs> Roger Douglas will be just rolling in his... Well, he's not there yet. Anyway, um, but what is it the Prime Minister always says? We're all in this together. It's all of our fault. So one party got left off the blame storm. Governments decide policy, then pass it on to the public service to make it happen. So in this case, responsibility to make sure that a governmental policy announced of fortnightly tests for frontline workers should really, you would think, be enacted by the Ministry of Health. The behemoth. That is the Ministry of Health. With Ashley at the head, the most loved man in the country, 1,000 highly paid head office experts who you would presume know more about health issues than any politician ever. Uh, the Ministry of Health, a yearly budget of $20 billion, overseeing 6,000 DHB workers, 20,000 nurses, and yet handed a policy of fortnightly test it appears nobody in the ministry had the wit to make sure that it was being monitored and was actually taking place. It appears that politicians have to tell us how to do everything these days. Now, this doesn't really surprise me. The health sector is a mess and has been for ages. The DHBs have a multitude of systems and services that don't talk to each other. They have a culture of secrecy because oh, they might take away our money. That prevents the truth. The Roach-Simpson report talked about this. It doesn't matter who's at the top. You won't know what's happening at the bottom. It's not in their interest. And I don't even know if the bottom knows what's happening there either. The government gifts the ministry, what, $1.9 billion for mental health improvements? And what happens? Nothing. This Ministry of Health doesn't even know what to do with it. And most worryingly, this is the one that got me last week. This is the biggest story in the country. Remember, we closed the country to prevent our emergency services being swamped by COVID-19 patients. Well, guess what? We find out this month that our services and facilities are swamped anyway. We couldn't take a single extra COVID patient, even if we wanted to. That's shocking, isn't it? COVID has exposed the Ministry of Health and the whole health sector as dysfunctional. Andrew Little this weekend has launched a campaign to fix it. He's got a huge job.